Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday. Tara and Vince here with me, and we're going to talk Woso. The World Cup continues tomorrow night with Spain versus the Netherlands. Obviously, the USA is out. How angry are we this morning? I I would say my anger has... um, subsided a little bit it's a it's a calm quiet rage which is dangerous mm, the, the most dangerous kind of rage i would say vince um i don't know I'm, I'm i'm just ready for the change to come i'm ready for the change to come the team was basically stringing us along basically stringing us along with the fact that they were putting up these uh that, that we were not conceding shots that we had like decent xg numbers and all these different types of things so it's like you have that thought that, like, hey, you know, we could put four or five games together, even though the performances are looking like some, uh, they're, they're, they're not looking good. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, so I would say that I'm, I'm just ready to turn the page. Ready to turn the page. I'm, I'm not a big grudge holder. Uh, and Race in Louisville did what Race in Louisville did in the World Cup. So I'm leaving here with something. Yeah, true. We're at a fork in the road, right? So, like, that's that's what I'm most interested in. Like, what path are we about to take? It could it could go very right. It could go very wrong. Should I read the mealy mouthed statement from U.S. Soccer in uh, response to the exit? Please. I think I will. While we are all disappointed that our journey has ended at the Women's World Cup, we want to thank the players, coaches, and staff for their remarkable effort, and to our fans both in the stands and at home for their unwavering support. As we always do after a major tournament, we will conduct a review to identify areas of improvement, and determine our next steps. As we look ahead, we embrace the hard work necessary to become champions again. So Vlatko's out. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, that's, that's a given, right? His contract expired uh, after the World Cup. So theoretically, he's already out. I mean, uh, we haven't gotten any statements yet, but I, I'm just begging Matt Crocker to be taking this seriously. Uh, Vladko being out statement isn't nearly enough for what we have to do. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing Tracy Kevin's loser job, Kate Markgraf loser job, Vladko loses job. Bring it all on. Did a little, yeah, speaking of Tracy Kevin's, did a little research on our Youth World Cup results on the women's side over the last seven years. Uh, 2022 U20 World Cup, out in the group. 2022 U17 World Cup, out in the group. 2018 U20 World Cup, out in penalties to Nigeria in the first knockout game. 2018 U17 World Cup, out in the group, last in our group. 2016 U20 World Cup, out in the semifinals to North Korea in extra time. 2016 U17 World Cup, out in the group. It's not good that's those are i mean that's not the end all be all but um you know taken together with the with this exit it's not a it's not a positive picture that it paints yeah and this past u20 world cup um was horrible or was it concacaf that we watched u20 concacaf it was well no the one well last summer's u20 world cup where we lost uh, where we went out in the group? Yeah. 
Okay. It, it was I bad. Was I was making sure that was the World Cup and not CONCACAF. I, I get them confused. Um, but I'm somebody who I absolutely didn't care about that result at all. And now I'm realizing I was fully part, part of the problem. I, I want them all gone. A roster with Alyssa Thompson and Jaden Shaw and Corbin Albert and Michelle Cooper. Uh, like we, we had um, no excuses for for that result and you know at the time it was it was all about development and even Tracy Kevins even said this isn't this isn't this isn't the space to like fully worry about results it's about making sure that these players are developed in a way to make them the best soccer players that they can be I want her gone too I I, I want to be rid of these embarrassing results See you later, Mrs. Trunchbull. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get, we gotta get Tracy out of here because, like, uh, like, like, I think me and Tara's view was about the same. It's like, yo, the 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 players are still coming out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like they, these results are what they are, but the players that we're producing are are still very good. I think one in one of those results, I feel like it was a squad of like Jalen Howe, Sav Demello, like Trinity, uh, something like that. Like, I I don't know which year it was exactly, but it was in one of those one of those uh, yeah. It, like it was in the list that you named bells and it's just yeah it's it's ridiculous and so i guess with the whole world catching up thing uh before this world cup i was sitting there thinking i'm like yo we still got players like it is what it is they're producing players but it's so when tara talks about tracy saying that you know the results aren't the end all be all we're worried about development tracy ball is is not developing anybody no like, I mean, just the most, like, parodied version of what, like, possession soccer could be. Like, her and Vlaco. And, and, and really, I've been a, uh, I've been an Ernie Stewart guy. Uh, you, you, well, well, I don't know if I've been an Ernie Stewart guy or not, but, but I feel like I've been coming around on him lately. But it, it, this has to be a huge strike on his. Because he, he did do the vertical integration or whatever. Had, you know, the, the, U, the U17s played the best ball of the whole bunch uh, with Natalia Estrain. Um, they were playing ball. They were playing ball. Tracy was trying to play ball, but I guess she didn't have the, the facilities to, to be able to teach it. And, and we all know what Vlaco did. So the, the, despite the attempt to, you know, get this national identity and, and have the vertical integration going, going down from the senior team to the youth teams, it failed. It failed miserably. And we got to get a lot more like we, we're always going to produce talent at the very like rock bottom of what it could be if everyone does pass us or whatever. Like with just the the participation of like girls in America playing soccer and all that, I feel like I mean at the very worst we get down to like fifth, sixth, seventh as far as like overall player pool or something, and that's that's taking like the most pessimistic look at it, and and in my opinion, but yeah, we we just got to get serious on everything outside of that. Like we have the we have the pool, have the pool of girls playing soccer. Uh, that that's not an issue, but everything else. We, we need to get more serious. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to see. So Tracy Kevins keeping her job. Uh, Megan Rapinoe keeping her job as the, you know, like the first, uh, first or second sub off the bench. The lack of exploration of the player pool from Vlaco, The poor roster construction. Ertz at center back over Cook. Keeping Morgan at the nine over Smith. The lack of subs versus the Netherlands. All, you know, all this stuff. Vlaco sort of just, you know, staying the course on his what what he was doing which wasn't really working all along it's just 
starting to feel more like hubris or maybe complacency. Yeah. Right. Yeah, maybe both. And we, we just got like the next coach just has to be like hungrier for improvement and progress and like pressing advantages. And, um, I guess another thing about that is it isn't really documented anywhere definitively, but it feels like Vlaco's main selling point was that he was friends with the old guard. No, it, I mean, like I'm, I said, no, but you're right. So much of it was the players really supported Vlatko's um, nomination. Yeah. I Screw guess. that, you know? A lot, a lot of players like were were more than excited about him. He was a great club coach, and and they're coming out of a lot of hell uh, in the in the Yates report and everything about that. But being likable is is not a qualifying characteristic to be the national team coach. No. And for me, we have a lot more to say about Vladko. Yes, he absolutely needs to get fired, but I, I really don't think it's acceptable until Kate is out of a job as well. She's the general manager of women's soccer. Do we know what kind of role she played? Absolutely not. But <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. But as the general manager of women's soccer, you see that we never tried anything else. We never brought anyone new into the pool. We have consistently failed on many easily achievable things, I think. Yeah. Just to give people the timeline as a refresher, she took over as general manager right after the 2019 world cup that we won, you know, under Jill Ellis. Um, and she was in charge when Vlaco was hired that fall. Again, we don't know exactly like, was it her call to hire Vlaco? Yeah. I mean, she had some role in it, right? She had to have been in the conversation. Yeah. And then she stuck with him all the way through today, through those Olympics and uh, through the, yeah, stood by her man, as they say. (laughs) I will stick beside him. And I think it's, I think it's important to note that this isn't Matt Crocker's person. You know, Matt Crocker got hired in. He had, he had the staff already laid out on the women's side. There's, there's no reason. I feel like um, she should be safe in, in the conducting a review of what has happened. Yeah. As a, yeah. This is the big, the, the big overarching point for me. Just, yo, it's, it's time to get serious because everyone else is getting serious. And it's like, you know, uh, with, with the parody that we've seen in the World Cup and everything, this is just approaching, uh, you know, the, the levels of like of Broso, if, if you want to call it, just as far as like, the, the the fact that like on, like only the serious survive, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like only only the serious survive at this point. We can't rest on our laurels, can't be complacent, none of that. So like if we want to be who we have been and who we think we we are currently, then hey, I I would hope that Matt Crocker is taking this whole uh fiasco seriously, and you know that we get an equal and and an opposite reaction from our performance. In this World Cup, and and it should be, we should be able to tell this within the next two three months. Like what what we got a, we we, we got friendlies in September, right? We have friendlies in September. And, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if we still <laughs> we call her call her Megan, <laughs> like 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 oh Megan's not retired yet. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Is is we should be able to see something different uh, coming in this next month month and a half. Something something I want to talk about before we move move forward. Um, so much of the stain around 
Flatco or on Flatco for me uh, was how how little he utilized Katarina Macario in the Olympics in the 2020 yep. or 2021 Olympics, um, and it's it's been noted plenty of places, but but she got seven minutes in the Olympics, and I think something that's going to come out of this World Cup is is going to be how little he he utilized Alyssa Thompson. Um, Alyssa got 16 minutes, so a little bit of an improvement upon Kat's time. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I see the two similarities really clearly. And I, I just think it's really embarrassing. She could have been a difference maker and it goes back to like the complacency around Vladko because in the Portugal game and in the Sweden game, we went for a tie. We, we, we were thinking about penalty kicks, uh, and the Netherlands too. Yeah. Like, uh, Alyssa Thompson being that attacker off the bench in the 70th or 80th minute in these final games where we saw Megan come in, that's two different games. That's I want to win and I'm taking it seriously or I have a designated penalty kick spot and might as well get her feet warmed up a little bit before she takes one, which one didn't turn out too well. <laughs> right. What did you guys, what was your guys' thought when, when Megan missed the penalty? Mine was actually really similar to hers. Like I was, I was shocked. Cackling. It fully was that absurd of a thought. Like we've talked, (laughs) we've talked on here plenty of times. She doesn't miss penalty kicks. That's her one thing. And it's not like it's not like hey, she misses one out of six or 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 some still really impressive stat. She doesn't miss, (laughs) and she missed really bad. It was it was terrible. I, I I think I heard on Diaspora United, she was 21 for 22 in her career. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 21 it, for 22 in her career before stepping up there. And, uh, it made me, it made me like really mad at Vodka again. Like it felt like, <laughs> it, it, it felt like it was, it was scripted. It felt like it was not real to have Megan Rapino there and to, and to, make Sophia take the last one. Like it, it felt scripted. It was like, and now we're going to pass the torch and now it's gone. And look, this new player is, is now in charge of the team. And it, it, it felt absurd. You had Megan there and she went, what, like fourth, third, fourth. I, fourth. I was so yeah, mad fourth. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, which, you know, sometimes the universe has a way of, of, of telling you to sit your ass down. <laughs> And uh, it, yeah, yeah, it spoke clearly. You know what I'm saying? Like, Megan, Megan, yeah, you a legend. You a legend. Like, like, like I said, the first U.S. kit I ever bought was a Megan Rapino. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. But hey, it's time. It's time. I mean, there, there, there's, there's, no, there's no bigger sign the universe could give you than you stepping up to the penalty spot with the opportunity to basically ice it for us. And, and you sky it. And, and you sky it. Like, she knew. Cause right, she's announced her retirement or whatever, whatever. Like in case she needed any other further pushing out of the door, it's just like, yo, it's it, it time though. It, it hopefully was a lesson to a lot of players. Like, don't don't go too long. Don't go too well, long. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm more in the camp of the universe finds a way to like let you know her at 37 going up there to to ice a game with a penalty that's a perfectly fine scenario from our point of view right it worked out how vlaco kind of wanted it to 
you know, if he was if he was in fact playing for a tie, we got that that that, that was the only way we were talking ourselves into the Megan Rapinoe inclusion. Right. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. But I think like Rapino on the field in the run of play, you know, we've we, we've been over it a lot. Just not just not good enough. And I and I do wonder, like I said, it hasn't been documented anywhere. But I do wonder if just like Flacco was starstruck a little bit by her and Alex Morgan and, you know, the, the whole previous generation. And Yo, he could not be independent from them, you know? He he did seem he he very much seemed the the esteemed uh, Bomani Jones talks about a phenomenon called lemon booty. Well, you know that, that when, when when your sphincter when it tightens up, you know what I'm saying when you're in a precarious situation, uh, and and you know when you get nervous and everybody knows what I'm talking about sitting here on yeah, the pod. I get it all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and yeah, you could just tell Vlaco had it like his just. The, the the fact that he was so scared to go for wins against the Netherlands. I mean, we, we talked about the DAP after the Netherlands match. He was happy as hell with that draw. He was happy as hell with that draw. Uh, Portugal, where he, you know, in the media after he said he wasn't as happy, but, you know, and then and then Sweden, where to me, he, he pretty much, yeah, uh, threw in the white flag and waited for penalties. It just seemed to me that he was scared. And it's like, man, what are you scared of? We haven't given up a shot. I mean, I mean, what do you think? Like, if we open it up just a tad more that we're we going to give up four shots, uh, like 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 two shots, like four shots on goal instead of two uh, in this World Cup right. or something. It's just like, man, why? If you've been watching this World Cup, guys, there, there aren't too many teams with more talent, like pure talent than the U.S. as it stands currently. Like, I mean, we, we've seen some of the performances of, uh, you know, the alleged favorites uh, against against random teams. And it's like we, we, we are right up there. Yeah. Like I said, even the greatest uh, realization of our demise still puts us within distance to to win a World Cup. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and we were nowhere close to winning a World Cup. <laughs> Tara, you wanted to talk a little bit about um, like Macario's injury and how that um you know, how that sort of played out under Vlaco. And I think that's, we should get into that a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, it was something that you could see, but it was never really addressed, at least from my understanding until recently where you, you can find, you know, hundreds of articles about the demise of, of our World Cup. But uh, this, this article came from Jason Anderson, uh, where he laid out four reasons why we had such a bad World Cup. And it was really similar to you know, many of the pieces coming out right now, but this one uh, included how the injuries affected his plan. And this bit is is making its rounds online a little bit, but he says, um, Vladko asked Morgan to replicate some of Macario's tendencies, which the veteran star did sometimes do very well. Um, he's he's alluding to the assist on Smith's opening goal, the the flicks, basically. Yeah, that was really, that was lovely. And however, her game has always been to stay high and Morgan wasn't her best self trying to balance her instincts and gifts against the fact that the team was built around its center forward as more of a creator than a goal scorer. Um, I, I, I wanted to bring it up because I think I think it's important to um, note this. This is telling me right here that there was no plan B after the injuries. Um, after Cat, but especially after Mal being as it was so much more recent. Um, and, and that's a, a, a big strike 
against Kate, I think, just as much as Vlatko, of not realizing that you can't play the same exact way with a Katarina Macario versus an Alex Morgan. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I I guess I didn't really think of Morgan as being in Vlaco's mind a plug and a plug and play replacement for for Macario. If he if he thought about it any more deeply than that, certainly hasn't illustrated that anywhere. So there you go. <laughs> I think it also speaks volumes to how little he set up the wingers for success. Like uh, Sophia and Trinity have been taking a lot of flack, but they apparently were playing as if they still had Katarina Macario in the middle and they didn't. So like in the, in the recap pod, which was excellent, like they, they always, they always bring a new light to the game for me, but you and Greg, me too, for what it's worth, you and both, you and Greg both, Made made sure to say a few times that Alex was pretty good, pretty solid, and that's true. But when when does pretty good and pretty solid equal not making Sophia Smith play an unnatural position? That's what I keep getting stuck on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that 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 was that was one uh, thing for me that that took away as well, Tara. It's just like, yeah, she she acquitted herself well. Alex did. She 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 did fine. She did fine. But when when you have a greater potential upside from a different player in that position, and and just a greater floor, I I, I believe just sitting there, somebody who's absolutely you know torn the NWSL to shreds. Like it's just Sophia didn't like didn't have to be out there on the touchline the way that she was. Like okay, instead of Alex dropping back, how about you keep Alex high and drop like Soph in. And have somebody, you know, hold the width on the outside, preferably like if Crystal Dunn's gonna play left back, then bring Crystal Dunn up, right? So half space or a little something, a little something like that. Like, I don't know. It opens up to a bigger question for me. Do we only get to progress as a team when these players stop being pretty good or fine or pretty solid? Like, did Alex need to crash and burn in order for Sophia to get a look? Or are we just good with? You know, players players deciding when they stop being on the national team, like, right? So, like a Megan Rapinoe. Yeah. So th- this goes back to the complacency, right? To the to the laurel resting. We have to pursue the best available option, and you know, we obviously haven't done that. We obviously haven't done that. We obviously haven't done like. And and what have you done for me lately? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it was uh there was a clip that came up on the Discord of like Bill Simmons. <laughs> The Bill Simmons podcast, uh, which he's taken a great interest in this uh, in this uh, Women's World Cup. And I think there was a stat that like Alex has scored two goals in our last 17 World Cup games. If you take out uh, Thailand. Thailand, if you take out Thailand from 2019, she scored two goals in our last 17 World Cup game. Bro, it, 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 Bells, I see your face. <laughs> I see your face. It, it, that, that's I didn't a, know it was that bad. That's a ridiculous goal record. From from our striker, that's a ridiculous goal record. And 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 as bad as as bad as Megan Rapinoe was in the run of play, she did set up Alex with like two basically golden chances in that uh was that Portugal at the end? Yeah, two like like, like two little through balls to Alex, where it's like I, I'm I'm backing Sophia to to do a, a, a informed confident Sophia because like you could just see it on the penalty like everything uh, all of her powers were zapped. 
there yeah. throughout this experience in the in the World Cup. It just seemed like it was just uh, it had built up to a, to a place in her head where she just she just wasn't herself. Which you know, youth and whatnot, which right. which 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 might be part of our arrogance. Just the fact that like, hey, we we felt like we could throw Sophia Smith, Trinity Rodman, first World Cup, and it was going to take the world by storm. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. We can get back to that later. But yeah, Alex. She did all right. Acquitted herself well, right? But like her performance in front of goal, she did not acquit herself well. Um, and this has been a recurring, a recurring issue. And you know, people get honest. People get honest for you know bringing up our Alex Morgan doubts, current stage Alex Morgan. But hey, when when you go out, when you go out like this, everybody's under the microscope at this point. Should we read Sophia's reaction? She she posted something on Instagram. Yeah. Said, so yeah, you Sophia- read it, Tara. Sophia posted something last night, which, again, I'm like, why is Sophia the first person posting it all? Like, we brought so many leaders to be leaders. I, I, I find it suspect. But um, Sophia said, heartbroken. This World Cup was filled with just about every emotion possible. What I've learned is more valuable than any experience I've ever had. Thank you to those who believed and supported us throughout the tournament, and most importantly, to those who still do and never stopped. It wouldn't be life without moments like this, and I know without a doubt we will be back and hungrier than ever. Which is great, good, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, this is, uh, this is her uh, villain origin story. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You're going you're gonna to take this. You're, you're going to take your failures. You know, and come out better. It reminds you know, me of. You know, I also I I actually liked Carly Lloyd's message to Sophia. Like, you know, you'll you will come back stronger. I missed a penalty in 2011. You know, in between talking about like people missing their massage therapy appointments, she um <laughs> she she did she did manage to put together a good message to Sophia. And I feel terrible for Sophia, but yeah, the the fact is she underperformed yeah. in this tournament, and um. She's uh, she's not. I don't think she's going to do that twice. It reminds me a little bit about Lauren James, who is equally hyped, if not more, on the world stage. Um, young. She's she's twenty one. Sophia's twenty two. Sophia, you know, as as much as I say she was not set up for success, she did she did you know miss miss the last penalty and crushing and everything and lauren james stomped on that player's butt i think um the difference is how how the teams are coming out about it like uh england's posted england's posted like lauren is so sorry and she will learn from this and i just i find um i have been finding the similarities between the two two paths to be funny it's a stretch. Wait, but I think it's funny. Wait, wait, but but Sophia doesn't really have. I mean, she doesn't have anything to be sorry for, right? I mean, she didn't. No, like, no. It's just it's just how I, I guess we're speaking about the two of them, which are I'm not at all comparing the two incidents, but they're they have just been both like very very hyped up, and to see what they are doing um, has been interesting to me. By the way, the player that Lauren James stomped on is Michelle Alozzi. Uh, um. Proud to say she's, yeah, proud to say that she is a fellow American and um, uh, like what? Like cancer researcher. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a, she's a um, impressive person. And less, less impressive than, you know, battling children's cancer. 
but she also stopped England, like frustrated the hell out of England, kept it, kept it zero, zero all game. Like that, that was a phenomenal game, but very much outside of the point. Right. Caitlin Murray from ESPN called Rodman and Smith. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but she called them quote potent, but one dimensional end quote attackers. What do you guys think of that? I think that they weren't, I don't know how I want to say this. I think that they don't sue attacking with Alex Morgan. Like I think Megan Rapino does, you know, the, the balls right, right to Alex's head or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. right into Alex. I don't think Sophia or Trinity play that type of winger and it, it made them, made them look bad. I think it, it's another Vladko hit more so than a hit on either of them. Vince. I don't, I, so I don't know. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here mulling it, thinking about it. Um, you want me to say what I think about it? Real yeah, quick? go ahead. I think um, I think they're actually quite different from each other. I think I think Rodman is more multidimensional than Smith is. Although I I don't think it's a fair description of Smith either. It's a more fair description of Smith than Rodman. I guess I would say. Yeah, Rodman's a passer. You know, Rodman's a um, she is she's a creator for she others. Is. She she yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah, she she definitely can be as far as like playing just inch perfect balls. Like I mean, we've seen it from Trent. Yeah. Just as far as yeah, she can she can definitely uncork some passes that are just world class in nature. Um, and and I think it's yeah, it, it's it's just tough that these were the games that were basing all <laughs> like like I like like Soph is is she she's not just a a one v one merchant. You know what I'm saying? She's she's good in combination. She can make runs off the ball, receive it, and 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 scoring is just uh, uh of course we didn't see it in this <laughs> in in this uh world cup no. because you know Alex Alex isn't going to like hold the ball and find somebody you know she'll hit the flick she'll hit the flick for somebody to run onto but as far as like 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 playing a one two with Alex Morgan I I don't necessarily think that's uh in the cards but uh, so I would I, like I guess probably closer to true than not but but I, I, I don't know i don't know they got they got they, they they have clubs in the bag that we just weren't able to see i mean just being what like what can you do when you're out on the touchline supported by nobody mm-hmm. like i mean i mean you're gonna look pretty damn one-dimensional you you and greg talked about this um like the questions we're left with afterwards like sophia and alex um gate like which one do you go with gate (laughs) (laughs) but to me but to me uh, another one is is if trinity wasn't sick like she had the flu she was on minutes restrictions i'm i'm wondering if that would have given us anything else especially in the sweden game which i thought she was she was pretty good at Um, she was good she was good in sweden she had to come out in 60th minute i also i also think i saw a tweet where someone said she vomited uh on the sideline but Oh, I didn't see that. I uh, had that reaction, Tara, because I thought you were going to bring up one, Lindsey Horan, and uh, it's 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 I like I I have some questions. I have some questions. I, I I'm just sitting here wondering how we move forward with Lindsey Horan, specifically in the midfield. Yeah, Sp- specifically in the midfield for me, because 
like like I uh for like for that Sweden match, I woke up at like <laughs> I like slept my alarm. I woke up at like five twenty five or something, five twenty six. So like the games the game's already going on, right? Uh, I mean you can tell what what point I was in the game when I started watching. You know, twenty fifth, twenty six minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I saw our setup and I was like, okay, we look better. Really like we're like possessing the ball, but like with the four of Soph, Alex, Lindsay, and Trent, I was just like, eh. It it, it 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 just wasn't doing it for me. It just wasn't doing it for me. And like, I don't know the 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 whole match. I was just kind of, I was like, I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know. We we to me, we didn't look like scoring. And because because I came in at like the twenty fifth, twenty sixth minute, I think I missed all of Trinity's uh exploits. Like I I didn't see her shot um yeah. at all or anything like that. But yeah, it's just okay. We got a double pivot. Lindsay Horan has a ten. So we, we've we've noted that she can't she can't hold it down as an eight next to a next to a a, a ten type like right Rose, yeah. um, so that like Rose, like that like that's a no. The, Rose the ten, also underperformed when right, she did right, play. Yeah, right. And and so we're we're seeing Lindsay as a ten now in in this match, and she played okay. She she played okay, but it, it just seems to me. Like like as far as a as a ten, I need I need creation. And, and Lindsay Lindsay's a finisher. You know, like her best moment of that match, right, was that was that shot. Oh, that got a great the shot. yeah, it was an excellent shot. They they got the miraculous save or whatever. Bells, you talked about in the recap, right? Her ability to like like one time she multiple times, you know, received it, was able to eliminate somebody just off the the half turn or whatever. But once she eliminates them, she can't do anything. Like <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fair. You 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 like 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 you mentioned the the point in the timeline. It's like yeah, she did this amazing turn. It's just amazing how she has this ability to. You and know, then she plays to, a bad pass. She played she played it out to touch. Like <laughs> it's like yeah. yo, if you're gonna be a, if you if you're gonna be a ten, I, I need you to create. And the fact that like when she makes those turns, she can't carry the ball and like press that advantage that she's created. It, it only has to be. It only can be passes, and I don't think she's that good of a passer. It's just a, it's just an entire conundrum for me. I'm extremely intrigued about what what the next coach is going to do with Lindsay. The next coach is going to start Lindsay Horan, guys. It just felt like we we had no there was not a scenario where Lindsay wasn't playing every minute of every game. Lindsay was the captain. Lindsay got, you know, it, there was a, basically a ceremony from from Carly Lloyd handing the reins over to Lindsay and ever since it was her team. And you know, she, she had, she had a great goal, but like so many others, she underperformed. She's intriguing. She's, she's capable of, of being an exciting attacker, but nothing else. I'd like, yeah. Like, like I think Lindsay with no legs at this point is a striker. Yeah. Like she just can't be, she's can't be a midfielder for me. Like, like maybe with the double pivot, but, but like I said, we're not, we're not getting enough chance creation. Like, you know, the, the, the XG was what it was. And, and you can you can argue about it or whatever, but it's like, yo, if we have a better creator there, we probably have more opportunities at goal. And, and I, the extra. I, I like I like Lindsay a lot more as a ten than an eight. But the only reason we saw that was because Rose is second yellow. That's the only reason. Right. I don't believe it, for a second we would have gotten that um, without. It, it is a conundrum, but like I don't know if I put the lack of chance creation entirely on Lindsay here, like. Uh, I mean, you know, as Greg documented so thoroughly and, you know, borderline obsessively, the, um, our, we did not press 
the advantage that we had with Trinity against Jonah Anderson. The times when Trinity did get a shot off, it was because it was because the ball accidentally went to so, it. Who, and, and who was responsible for and missing that's on Lindsay. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So bad reads by Lindsay there. But, or, or like no instructions from Vlaco, probably some combina- combination of the two. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, but Trinity and Sophia both got like, they got the, they got in position, they got AVPs, they got in position to do something in the final third uh, with regularity, I thought, in this game. And, um, you know, we just didn't put the ball in the back of the net. Oh. I don't know. For for me, it's just okay. If you got Lindsay as a ten, Alex Morgan as a nine, there's just no dynamism threatening central spaces. I guess okay. I guess a defense for for me, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just like you know that strike from Lindsay that you guys both agree was really good. That's a that's a strike that you know Killian Mbappe would be happy with, and um, the header on frame. I mean, I just think she she. She brings a lot, but I don't want to die on a Lindsay Horan Hill. No, no, no. What you're saying yeah. is that she's a, an amazing attacker. But right. she can't be a striker. She can't be a striker. She's not, she can't stretch the line, you know? Like, um, she can't run. Yeah. <laughs> so no, you'd they, rather have somebody who can't run in the midfield? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, the, 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 the fact that she just has no legs, zero legs, is just like, it hurts, man. It, it, it's hard to put her somewhere. Yeah, I am, I'm going to It's a conundrum, and, no doubt about it. I'm going to try and commit to watching more more Leon. It's it's a completely different game because she she has little to no responsibility out there, but I, I want to watch more. I'm gonna try. Well, okay. So Vlaco out obviously and um Terry, you're saying Mark Graf out and uh I'm not against that. I just, I just want I want us to get take it seriously. Vince you want us to take it seriously. I do want to talk we have to be super careful about this, but I do want to talk about the prize money a little bit. Um, so the, the women will take home 3.25 million, uh, from this tournament. Um, and thanks to the new collective bargaining agreement for the women in 2022, this prize will be pooled with the 13 million the men's team took home from Qatar. So that 16.25 million will be split evenly. I, um, again, I gotta be really careful here, but I am I'm still a little annoyed that there has been almost zero acknowledgement that the way that this whole fiasco, this equal pay fiasco, the only way it was solved was by the men coming to the table and sharing their prize money with the women. And I would guess 99% of America does not know that. Yeah. And nobody has, nobody ever acknowledges it. I think Cindy Parlo Cohn kind of carefully acknowledged it in the initial announcement. But man, Megan Rapinoe's not acknowledging it. Alex Morgan's not acknowledging it. And, and I know there's like a huge, there's a history of sexism in, in sports and, and in soccer that informs this whole thing. And that is the, like undergirds the whole situation. But I feel a little protective of the boys here because when this all went down, Wes McKinney was 19 years old. You know, Christian Pulisic was 20 years old. Uh, Tyler Adams, was, I mean, these were boys. and they're the only men's national team in the world that has done this yeah. and nobody yeah. ever acknowledges it. Right. Well, I, I definitely think that it's a shame that there hasn't been more celebration around it because it, it's an easy message to convey, at least in my, in my point of view, right? Because it's a success. 
both both teams came together behind that one nation, one team mentality. Yeah. And they're celebrating each other and they are in it together between the men's and the women's national team. It's not two different roads anymore. They are one. And look at what they did to, you know, they 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 put into action what so many people talk about. They didn't just say, yeah, the women deserve equal pay for equal work. Yeah. Yep. So, so many people can agree upon that, but so little people come to the table to actually make sure it happens. And they did. And uh, I just think, I, I think it's something worth celebrating and being open about because it's a success for both teams. The women got their equal pay and the men are coming um, to the table and being one with their counterpart in the national team. And it's, it's only a success. It's only beautiful. I, I, I'm with you though. I wish more people would acknowledge it. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we have to give the, the, the respect to the women for pressing the issue, right? Pressing the issue. And, and without them, the, the men don't get that push to actually come to the table. Right. Right. So, so I like, I don't want to just frame it as like, Hey, the guys did this good deed, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it had to be put upon them by, by, by the women doing this and, and, you know, having the whole equal pay campaign that they, that they made a huge deal, which, which, you know, is, is coming back on them now because everyone, you, you know, when, when the game was over, everyone knows as far as, you know, the, the flack that the team is getting for being whatever political symbols or whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, that, that all stemmed from, from equal pay. Unfortunately, you, you know, bad. Well, some some anyway. people, uh, let me be clear. Some people, some people don't like Megan Rapinoe because she kneeled for the national anthem. And that is a totally, for me, it's a totally separate thing. Like, like more power to her for that. But uh, anyway, continue. Like, uh, like I said, well, I want to make sure that, that we appreciate, you know, the, the, the women's efforts, but yes, the, the, the men's national team did the, did the good thing. Did the good thing that they, I mean, without this, you know what I'm saying? There, there's no, there, there's no resolution. There's no it resolution. Would, and it we can't, it cannot be resolved without it this. It would have been lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. And I, I kept thinking about it during, you know, most recently Canada's been in the press about their struggles with their Fed. And Christine Sinclair is, is doing great at that role of being, um, you know, the the focal the focal point in expressing how little support and how little um, support I guess is the only word for it the Fed is is giving to them and and it makes me think like we have this pathway of how to achieve it get Alfonso Davies on the phone make 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 him come to the table because the men's team coming to the table is is how we found success and you can't rewrite that that's just how it happened it's not an opinion um and And for a fed to take both national teams seriously and for both teams to see each other as equals is a solution so and yeah we and we've talked about this before right uh with the whole uh anthem anthem thing Uh, us three on this on this call right now like we would love for the relationships mainly among fans you know, to, to not be as fractured as they are between the men's national team and the women's national team. It's almost like they're two totally different ent- entities. Yeah, You know, a lot of the time, like you see a lot of things on on social media or whatever about how, you know, 
I root for the men to lose or I root, I root for the women to lose, but I cheer and cheer on the other ones and blah, 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 blah. And it's just here we have both of them coming together uh, to do this beautiful thing, you know, beautiful, right? Yeah. Like, uh, and it's just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it is frustrating, man. It, it, it is frustrating to me as a person uh, that just wants us all to get along, that wants us all to, because it, it's just, I see a lot of stuff about, you know, people talk about the men's team as if they're the biggest bunch of losers that's ever yeah. Yeah. It's, it, like, 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 like it's a whole bunch of, uh, Alexi Lawlesses out there. You know, say or, or or whatever. You, you, you know, I'm not giving you any opinion about Alexi Lawless, but but what I'm saying is they they have that same venom towards the men's national team that they have towards Alexi Lawless, and it's just like, do you not see what they did? And 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 like I said, all credit goes to the women for pressing this issue in the first place. But I I, I just yeah. I wish that there was more out about it though, like the the documentary about the women's national team's fight for equal pay. What's it called? LFG, I think it's called. Yeah. It's on HBO. Yeah. It's a great documentary. But there should have been a part two. They should have been acknowledging how it happened and, and what happened and, you know, let, let us in and let us know about it. Because I think that it could be a pathway for a lot of other nations if we were only, you know, a tad bit more honest about how it happened, how, yeah. how we got equal pay. Right. And uh, I, I'm not going to lie. Every time I hear somebody crow about it, we fought for equal pay and we got it and they don't mention how it happened. It bugs me. It's going to bug me every time because those same people will turn around and like say some BS about the men's national team when it's like, hey, hey, it's, you know what I'm <laughs> it's quite it's quite rare to love both teams. I, I feel like I've tried for many years to find a community <laughs> where that was accepted. Well, there's three of us. Nobody even acknowledges that the shit happened. It's like nobody has said anything yeah, to, to anybody. Like, 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 I don't know if you, if you, if you don't want to give the whole team credit, like at least the, the documented champion of the whole thing was Walker Zimmerman. Like at least give him some respect. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. He's but, the one who spearheaded it. I think at least from the players union side. Well, you know, justice is not always served, but, but, but I guess big picture justice has been served. You know, the problem's been solved. The, yeah, it's, it's the, been served. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, you know, Bells, when you asked Paul Kennedy about this, right, on the- He, uh, didn't, even, he didn't even want to touch it. Yeah. Well, 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 he did say something that I took from it, just as far as like, you know, that the men are like making the bet too, that, that you know- if the women continue their same historical success and FIFA ends up even in the prize pool, then there's yep. going to be a good bet for the men. Well, I, I don't know how long the CBA lasts, but I mean, I don't think this is going to happen like within the length of time that the CBA exists. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, it, it's like you could you could try. I, I'm not saying he's discounted. I, I'm not saying he's discounting what the men did, but I'm saying like, right. It, I know it's a, it's a little bit a, he, more. He, he, he made a good point too. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a good point, but it's a little bit more of a leap of faith than I think, but because FIFA ain't raising this damn price money. <laughs> as far as we know, as far as we could tell, uh, like, I don't think we're going to see a, a super large jump well, within the 2020s. Been, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but, but there have me, been jumps. Um, you go, go ahead. ahead. You go oh. ahead, Tara. So to me, the, the story about the prize money is, is just a little different to me in, that like yes our our mission has been accomplished we got equal pay but if if we want to 
lead the way on how to make sure that the women's national teams are supported. Because even in this World Cup, you can see so much of the like overarching theme from game to game is is the players versus the Fed. And if right. we want to be supporting of women, women's athletes and women's soccer, I think that we have to be more honest about how we got there. And a men's national team plays a large role in the success or in achieving um, some sort of equality. And that's the aspect that no one talks about. So when Canada is ready to burn down their Fed, rightfully so, it should be acknowledged that the men's team Get them involved. Get them involved and see what happens. Uh, things have come out about Nigeria, about plenty of other countries, um, lack of funding for the women's team. Jamaica had to get a GoFundMe to even get to the World Cup. Like uh, funding in women's soccer is always going to be an issue, and that's that's what I wish we were more honest about because for so much. For so much of women's soccer, the United States has led the way, be it in championships or player quality or anything like that. Title nine. Like yeah. The whole, yeah. The whole, the whole so thing. So I think, I think it opens up a bigger issue in, in supporting other countries and how to get there. And I think a men's national team is a solution that we saw um, work pretty well. That's a really good point. It's like if if somebody was really if somebody was really like, hey, this is we want other women from other women's national teams to also have equal pay in their countries. Let's tell them how we did it and try to get it to try to get it to work out. Because FIFA's not gonna, like to Vince's point, FIFA may raise the prize money for women. They're not going to equalize the prize money between the men's and women's World Cup anytime soon. That's just not market reality. That's not. It's just not going to happen. I'm, and um, so it's got to happen. This is really the only way it can happen unless the federations, you know, strong arm the men into get each federation individually does that strong arm the men into pri- sharing the prize money. It has to be done voluntarily. And, and the other, my only other point, and we can move on from this. I know I see you got something else to say, Vince too. But the, the, the other thing is the men on our men's national team, they can't bring it up, you know, like no. that's not that's not realistic either. And just to try to imagine Christian Pulisic going in, in, into an interview and saying, yeah, I saw the thing about the prize money. I th- you know, I just wish we got more credit for it. This <laughs> is like, you know, that's Career not going to happen. basically, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. like small podcasts like us, are they, I mean, Meg Linehan's not going to talk about it. That's very clear at this point. Yeah, like but just, just truly like, I mean, you know, you talk about groundbreaking amongst soccer. And soccer feder, I mean, this is like groundbreaking within the world, mm-hmm. within America. Like th- this does doesn't happen. And yeah, it's it's all frustrating. But uh, on like on the Canada point, I like the 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 men have their own issues with the Fed too. So I don't <laughs> I, like 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 Canada just might be doomed. Uh, I don't know, but but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's something to be extremely proud of, and we shouldn't we shouldn't be anything other than proud, which is further a point to be, you know, open about how we got there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Julie Ertz basically retired on camera. Yeah. She said, and I quote, probably my last game ever able to have the honor of wearing the crest, which we all basically knew. She just came back for the world cup. It's been documented. Um, (laughs) 
many yeah. times. There was even an article leading up to the World Cup where it said Vladko called her and said, can you come back? And it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the, this was the plan all along, like we were led to believe. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's honorable. I, I think, I think she came to do what she, she had to do. And I, I bet that Angel City locker room is cleared out. I don't, don't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julie, yeah. Julie much. did all right. She did all right in this my, World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much respect to Julie. Um, she did better than all right. She was, she was, I thought she was yeah. great. It's just, uh, is she going to be, you know, going city to city on a retirement tour instead of letting new players ever be able to wear the jersey? I, I doubt it. Yeah. Much respect to Julie. A legend, of course. Uh, yeah. Wasn't wasn't used in the way that we thought, but uh, yeah, I mean, can't have too many complaints about that uh, about that center back partnership. Mm-mm. Um, you know, looking ahead a little bit, let's go, let's talk about international soccer players, sure. just because you know I'm a little sour on NWSL at the moment. <laughs> That's fine. Um, Corbin and PSG are back in September, so I'm going to be watching. Uh, there may be. Uh, Giselle Thompson there as well. It's been rumored, um, but nothing concrete to talk about yet. But for sure, Corbin uh, in France. And then Lindsay Horan with Lyon. They'll be back in September. Katarina Macario and Mia Fischel with Chelsea. They'll be back in October. Um, Onika Gamero with Barcelona B. They'll be back in September. They posted a great picture of her um, in training. And Chelsea also posted a picture of Katarina Macario in training. So. Love to see it. Yeah. I just want to say, uh, member of Olympic uh, Lyonnais, Lindsay Horan also underperformed at the World Cup. You know, we are. I mean, this NWSL agenda is getting a little nasty, Bills. That's all I want to say. I don't know if I agree that she underperformed. She kind of did what we expected, right? And um, Well, that's not good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I... I expected Sophia in particular to tear it up. Did not happen. But yeah, Mr. Vlad, man, the, the Vladdy man. I, hopefully, I, I, hopefully we know, turn the page. A, it's a bit. The whole NWSL thing, it's a bit. I'm not. I, I'm not. Oh, the no. Agenda yeah. is, the agenda is very, very loosely held. I was, I, so I was um, off that. But, uh, it may oh. be a loose agenda, but it's something you're seeing more and more is this like yeah. talking point from, <laughs> from anybody familiar with men's soccer. It's do more of our players need to go to Europe? Uh, do, do our youngsters need to get out of the NWSL? It's, it, the NWSL is not the MLS. That is something I hope yeah. we can all agree on. Our, yeah. our best player in this World Cup applies her trade where? Hush. San Diego Wave. <laughs> uh, true. True. Oh, I thought, you, I thought we, we were doing a Louisville, but. Oh, that's no, a, absolutely not. That, that's another thing. That's another thing we should just, maybe we should close with this. Uh, Naomi Gurma was fantastic. Throughout this tournament, a big part of the reason why, I've said this already, but a big part of the reason why we conceded only two shots on target. Um, Alyssa Nair only had to make one save. It was a lot because of how good Naomi Gurma was, just outstanding. And we're, let's, let's reload. Let's reload and uh, build let's it around now. Naomi Gurma and, um, and sort of build forward from there. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that's just a rock in the back that's going to be there for, I mean. Three more World and, Cups? Possibly. possibly. As long as she's good. She doesn't get to right, have right. it. Right, right. It's going to be forever. 
Yeah. Um, uh, let's let's give her two. Let's give her two and then see how it goes for the third. Uh, we have a September camp with friendlies against South Africa. I want it to be known. I'm saying this more for me. I am. I need to remind myself. I do not care about this roster. I'm giving September off. Oh, man. I, oh, I we have a camp in October, and that's when Matt Crocker and company need to get very, very serious. I'm trying to, you know, have realistic expectations. Look, I mean, I'm so. I mean, if we're not serious, uh, South Africa might might rip us one. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I mean, I mean, Timby, like, like Timby should be in the in like whatever tournament eleven that there's coming from this from this from this tournament. Hey. I'm talking more about like uh, bringing our roster more so than results. And if we'll have a yeah, coach, yeah, like definitely. all these things. Well, uh, yes, but uh, hopefully, man, we just turn this damn page. Turn yeah, the let's, page. Let's turn the page fast. We need, we need Corbin in. I mean, uh, people we didn't mention, uh, Jaden Shaw in San Diego. Uh, I mean, she's, I, the best, I, I, she's the best attacker stats wise San Diego has. It, and you know they built their entire team around Alex Morgan. Got to mention Sav DeMello, Jalen Howell. Yeah, I mean just Sam I mean they they are very relevant. I'm, it should I'm, be very I'd relevant like uh, going forward. Um, you we, know who? We have a lot of talent left. Uh, like we haven't even began to look at, and that's got to be that's got to be something the new coach takes very seriously. Stones have been unturned. It's time uh, to turn them. Yep. Turn everything. Pages, stones, and let's go. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, you know, if you want to join us on Patreon, join us on the Discord. The link is in the show notes. You get the Monday reviews and lots, kind of lots of other stuff. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you.